0: Hi folks, this is Jack Speargo with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life. If times get tougher, even if they don't. Today is uh, March 27, 2014. This is episode... 1,322 The Survival Podcast, and I have a major encyclopedia one for you today. How about everything you ever wanted to know about radios, radio communication, and radio prep from the man himself, Stephen Harris? We'll have him on in just a moment uh, to give you basically a... Uh, Rock'em, sock'em, uh, drawn-out long, uh, complete college education on radio prep jammed into less than two hours' time. Uh, we'll have that for you in just a moment. Before I do that, let's take care of our sponsor. Sponsor of the day, number one today, BulkAmmo.com. Hey, you need ammo, and you need it in Bulk. If you got one box of ammo for that gun, well, it's one box of ammo away from being an overpriced club. The place to get your ammo is BulkAmmo.com. Great pricing, lightning-fast shipping, and all the common calibers generally available uh, to ship to you either day you order it or the next day, depending on what time you do it. Check them out today, BulkAmmo.com. Remember, they do a discount for members of the member support brigade on larger orders. Next up today, BackyardFoodProduction.com. Hey, guess who was at my house yesterday? Marjorie Wildcraft herself she was here. she was here walking through my property with me, checking out the new ducks, the baby chickens, all that stuff uh, she 's awesome and she has this you know great uh, DVD series called growing your grocery she 's been a sponsor with us now for over four years, Just an awesome woman with an awesome product, and you can learn from her how to turn your backyard into a food production machine. Uh, the best way to get to our website, really all of our sponsors, but especially hers, go to the survivalpodcast.com. click on her link in today's show notes or her uh, banner in the right-hand margin. Reason being is she gives you a special price just for being a listener. Members of the Support Brigade, you guys get an even better deal. You can find it in uh, the benefits section of your MSB. Next up today, uh, our MSB Discounter of the Day. This is a company that provides a discount to MSB members, but it's not an official sponsor, mainly because we don't have any more sponsor slots Sponsor slots to uh, provide for them. Uh, we've been sold out for years now. But Doom and Bloom Survival Medicine, run by Doc Bones and Nurse Amy, is the go-to place for all your uh, first aid and survival medicine needs, your collapse medicine needs. They have a 10% discount on everything they sell there. And some of those kits are so awesome and so stacked with everything you could ever need in a, a survival medicine situation, that the discount on that one kit would pay your entire year of MSB. It is the best stuff you can get. It is packed to the very demanding specifications of Nurse Amy herself, and uh, she has selected and so not just the, the items and the, uh, the kits, the, all the stuff that goes together, not just the bags that they go in, but how they're packed uh, herself based on their, their needs, their ease of use, uh, the stuff you're most likely to need to pull out first, etc. Check it out today, the Doom & Bloom Survival Medicine Store 10% off everything for MSB members. Nice segue into the MSB. Uh, if you have not yet joined the MSB, why not? You'll get discounts to Doom & Bloom, Backyard Food Production, BulkAmmo.com over 40 other companies. Those discounts will pay for your membership and you'll support the show at 18.3 cents an episode. If you are not a member yet, consider joining and if you are a uh, uh, long enforcement officer, member of the Peace Corps, active duty or prior service, military as well, uh, first responder, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters, again, active duty or prior service for any of those. If you email me before, not after you join, I will get you a discount code that you can use when you sign up to save even more money on an already great product. And uh, since I know today's show with Steve is going to be a long one, I'm going to cut the, uh, the, the uh, pre-show stuff there and let's get right on into it. All right, with that, hey, Steve, man, welcome back to the Survival Podcast.
1: Hey, Jack, I'm thrilled to be back, and I have another jam-packed, use-it-right-now kind of show for you.
0: You have another jam-packed, use-it-right-now. Well, I mean, what what have you been doing for a year?
1: Uh, it's well, been a year. People
0: I mean, we'll hear you all the time, Steve, but it's been a friggin' year since you've been on the show.
1: Well, I just don't want to come on and do a so-so show. I mean, when I come on, I want it to be hard-hitting, jam-packed, loaded, stuff you haven't heard before. And I covered everything in energy almost with all of you guys. I mean, I did everything from hydrogen to methane to manure to you know, so, uh solar and to battery boxes and home battery banks and how to power your house from your car. I've, I've done all that stuff already. I'm running out of material. So what have you got for us today, man? Well... What I got for you today, well, Jack, in a disaster, a blizzard, Hurricane Sandy, a regular hurricane, an earthquake, a big tornado nearby, large-scale blackout, what are you going to be glued to? What is the one thing that you are always going to have going? Well, you're going to want to know what's going
0: on, so you're either going to be hooked up to a radio, uh, television if you can pull it off, a scanner, you name it, something like that, to see what the hell's going on.
1: Yeah, and if you've had one of my power classes, then you know how to power your TV easy enough. But for a lot of other people, you got that right. It's going to be a radio or a TV. And that's what this show is all about today. It's all about radios.
0: Um. So you are you a, a ham operator, Steve?
1: Yeah, I've been a ham uh, operator since, since I was 16 years old. That's 30 years of ham radio experience. And for the longest time, I was fully immersed in it. All aspects of radios and communications, I was all geeked out on it. One of the things I loved to do was to build antennas from scratch. And since this show is all about radios, Jack, guess what new domain name I have?
0: Oh, freaking dear God, another 1234 domain.
1: Yeah, Jack, that's right. For the audience and for this show and for the future, I have radios1234.com. That's r a d i o s one two three four dot com. That's radios with an s at the end. It's plural. Just think of a lot of radios. So radios one two three four is where you go if you are online. Want to follow along with us right now? You can. Uh, plus later on in this show, uh, uh, this, later on this show will be posted on radios one two three four for anyone to go there and listen to it as well. Just like all my other shows. I'm going to talk about every single radio that is out there. What it is, where to get it, and what you can do with it. I'm not just talking AM, FM, and shortwave. I'll cover those, but I'm talking about airband radios, marine band radios, GMRS, FRS, CB radios, ham radios, and scanners. Plus, I'm going to talk about how you can set up your own FM radio transmitting station. On the air, so you can play TSP episodes, or hey, any of my stuff, any of my shows with Jack on the 1234 web- websites, to the general public around you on an FM, on, on FM during or after a disaster. So anyone in your area can listen to a podcast or listen to you talking. They can listen to this on any regular FM radio. This is to help people get better prepared and how to help themselves after an emergency. Plus, I'm going to reveal to everyone today how you can use one or two of these different radios I have in the show to get the Coast Guard or any other rescue aircraft or boats to come directly to where you are, right on the spot, right where you are, and to rescue you from a bad situation. This will be a little later on in the show, so keep listening.
0: So, Steve, we've had other shows on ham radio and, and things like that, but my personal view is this. First of all, thank you for not being a pain in the ass uh, over the years. I didn't even know you were a ham until recently, because most hams are like, well, it's like they found Jesus and they want to come to your house and tell you about him so you can get saved too. Um, they they kind of go over the top with the evangelism, and to me, ham is a great specialized you know, form of radio. But to me, for a lot of people, it's... It's a nice thing. Maybe I want to do that someday. Maybe I don't. But there's a
1: lot of other technologies that we can use. Yeah, I'm going to cover ham radio in a little bit. But it's not going to be about studying and getting your license and that stuff. I'm not going to tell you how to get your general class license and get an HF rig and put up an inverted V dipole antenna for 80, 40, or 20 meter bands. So you can try to talk around the world, which is not as easy as it might sound. But I can let you listen into, I, I can let you listen into these ham conversations with a radio i'll talk about i'm going to tell you how to get a ham vhf and uhf radios that will talk to each other so you can do it outside of the ham bands which is technically illegal but i don't think the fcc is traveling with fema when they go to a disaster looking for transmissions outside of the ham band. well steve
0: you got a lot of subjects there on radio where do you want to start man
1: On the Radios1234.com website, I've simplified it for you and given you a list of priorities, in my experience and expertise, that you should have. These are priorities for radios, not for all preparedness. Priority number one, a D-cell or AA-cell AM-FM radio. I'll cover this in a few seconds, but I'm talking about a shirt pocket AM-FM radio that runs off two AA batteries. This is your radios priority number one. Priority number two: a portable, low-power digital LCD TV with antenna. I'm talking about a TV that's portable that you can hold in your hand that runs on five to ten watts of power, not your 40, 50, 60, or 70-inch TV. Priority number three: a simple scanner for police and ham frequencies. Listening to the local police and ham radio repeaters, which will be in the which will be on in an emergency net control situation will be an incredible source for what is happening locally right now, this second, and it's not being reported on the news talk radio stations. I'm going to tell you how to get a radio that'll work as simple, as a simple scanner for as little as 40 bucks. If there is a fight for gasoline at a gas station and the police are being dispatched, you'll know about it. Of course, you've all listened to my fuel and fuel storage class I did with Jack, at solar one two three four dot com, so you should have all of your fuel stored in that stored away that you want. Priority number four, AM FM radio with short wave ability. If it was a massive event that happened to the USA and you wanted to listen to the BBC or foreign broadcast, then you'd want to listen to a shortwave radio, usually usually at night when atmospherics allow for worldwide propagation without the interference from the sun. I've listed this as number four, and that's pretty far down the list because I don't think a shortwave radio is that important these days. Yet, I own one, of course, but this radio will more than likely be your home radio rather than your portable radio, and this, along with your Shirt Pocket AM FM radio, this Home radio, AM, FM, shortwave, will be your two is one, one is none radio. This is how important basic AM, FM radios are for in a disaster. I want you to have two of them. Priority number five, CB radio for local information and talk. You can get a good CB for as cheap as 35 bucks, and a good mobile antenna for 30 bucks. and you might want to use this to listen to the local chit-chat about what's going on locally and talk to other people. This is also a good source of info outside of your area because truckers will be on Channel 19 and talking about what they have seen or heard in other parts of the country as they're driving through your area. In order for a disaster recovery to happen in any disaster, the trucks have to be rolling and truckers will tell you what they're carrying as well, and they'll all be on Channel 19. Last and lowest priority, number six, an advanced trunk tracking police scanner. Priority number three was a police scanner, but increasingly the police and fire are going to digital trunk radios, which require a very expensive scanner to listen to, and in this case the advanced trunk tracking digital scanner is 500 bucks. So that is why it's last on the list. You can get a lot of food for and water and other supplies before, before spending 500 bucks on an advanced scanner.
0: That's an extensive list. You've probably got people's heads swimming there, man. Um, I, I like the priority spectrum that you have there, uh, but to help people get through it, we should probably break it down. So let's start out with priority number one.
1: Okay, priority number one. Uh, this is the simplest, Jack, and that is your standard AM-FM radio that runs on two AA batteries. I'm talking about a $13 AM-FM radio, a good one, that fits in your shirt pocket and will go into your emergency kit or your get-home bag. In the past, AM-FM radios used to run off of 9-volt batteries. I don't use those today, okay? 9-volt batteries are very low in power. Two AA's are better. It's very important that they run off of AA batteries, and no, not AAA batteries. Simple AM FM radio gets you the most information for the lowest dollar cost. Many people don't think things, but, you know, I try to look at things that what gives me the most for the lowest dollar cost, and that's what I'm doing here. Most people don't realize this, but in a total USA grid-down situation, where there is no power in the USA, which Jack and I don't really think is a thing that is going to happen from our past discussions. Uh, in this situation where there are no AM or FM radios in the USA, let's say there weren't any AM or FM radios uh, broadcast stations going. It was grid down. A simple shirt pocket AM radio will pick up AM radio stations from Europe and even as far away as Australia, especially in the evening. So, in in this room, AM radio used to be the worldwide communications format back in the day, okay, like the 30s and everything else. That's all there was, and people would easily do what's called AM DX and listening to AM radio from around the world. So, in this situation, you don't, even need a shortwave radio to listen around the world if it was a grid down situation. However, the disasters, the, the disasters that are most likely to affect you, earthquakes, tornadoes, large bands of thunderstorms, like called duratios, winter blizzards, just large area power failures, hurricanes, nor'easters, you'll want to be listening to your local AM or and FM radio stations or at least the ones outside of your affected area.
0: In fact, you were in the middle of a blackout in 2003 in August in Michigan, weren't you?
1: Yes. Yes, I was in the middle of the great blackout of 2003, which I wrote a book on. Uh, the blackout happened at 4.14 p.m., and within a minute, I went out into my pickup truck to turn on the radio, and all of the FM radio stations were off the air, but within 10 minutes, a good fraction of them were back on the air and transmitting on generator power. Now, if I tried the AM band, and I did not, I should have tried it, uh, I probably picked up Chicago, WGN, which was not affected by the blackout. I was in Michigan at the time, which was affected by the blackout. An AM FM radio is going to be your lowest power device and simplest device to get information on what is happening in your local area and in the nation. One of the AM, radios, AM FM radios I have on radios1234.com will run for over 80 hours just on its AA batteries. So you can listen for a long time. Oh, if you want a free copy of Surviving the Blackout of 2003 book I wrote, just go to radios1234.com, and in 45 seconds, a pop-up will jump up that will allow you to get a PDF copy of the book. It's a great, simple read. Um, it's always a good idea to have a list of your local radio stations on a piece of paper, especially the news talk radio stations, and have this list taped to the back of the radio. The news stations will be on top of what's going on, but the popular music stations playing Justin Bieber will not be dialed into what is currently going on in the, in the nation. They'll just get back to what they do. Just print out the frequencies with your printer small enough to fit down a clear area of your radio and cover it with clear packing tape so it's laminated to the radio and you won't lose it when you need it. Since I've had a satellite radio in my truck for the past eight years, I've not listened to terrestrial radio hardly even once, and I could not tell you the frequency of any of my news or talk stations at all, but... I have it taped to the back of my radio so I can tune in right away to a good station and find out what's going on.
0: You know what? I want to move on to talking about TV, but I want to add a couple things to that that I think most people won't realize. A lot of us travel a lot. We take a bug out bag or a get home bag with us when we do. What you'll find is in most major markets, if you you will find that like five seventy, six sixty, eight eighty, those stations will have a station in a major market. Um, I guess it's just kind of like you know ninety five point five or whatever. It's it's a it's a desirable number like a desirable phone number. Yep. So if you have that list, odds are even if you're away from home, if you're anywhere near a major market, you're going to probably find stuff around those numbers, which is a great thing. And I completely agree with you on the having your stations for your market on your radio. But the one thing I wanted if we could maybe back up and explain to people because I get it, but I think some people out there are probably stuck on it, Steve. When a person hears, well, you can use this little AM radio to listen to Europe. If the grid's all the way down, the zombies have marched, cats and dogs are having babies, whatever, Um, they may not get exactly why that's the case. Could you give, like, the 20-second answer to why that's the case?
1: Yeah, because there is no noise in the United States. There's no AM, FM stations. There's no AM stations on the air to dominate dominate the receiver end of your AM radio. It's complete silence. It's like being in a quiet room and listening to someone whispering on the other side of the room versus being in a room with 20 people talking. You can never hear the whisper on the other side of the room.
0: Correct. I just wanted to back up and cover that real quick.
1: Anyway, what about
0: watching TV for the news? I mean, a lot of people, that's going to be a huge deal for them. A lot of people are not very visual. They need to know what the hell is going on around them, and, and they want to be able to actually see it. And frankly, there's just things that get better coverage on TV than radio.
1: Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, remember, you're probably going to be stuck with your local stations, and they're going to be probably listening to CNN through their satellites. Uh, so you won't be getting CNN over local air. A small TV would be priority number two. And if you take in any of the Steve Harris, how to power your house from your car class at solar1234.com or the home battery bank shows I did with Jack located at battery1234.com, then you'd be able to easily power up your TV and watch what's going on. Keep in mind you need to have a good pair of rabbit ears to pull in the digital broadcast stations. Your TV does not come with an antenna built into it. I have a great set of rabbit ears I keep behind my TV all the time. Uh, They're at radios1234.com. They're at Radio Shack. They're at Walmart. You can go get them. And I'd suggest you power up your smallest TV with the battery bank or the car. I mean, don't try to power up the 70 inch TV with with the car. That's 225 watts. I measured it. The rabbit ears is a link. um, The rabbit ears I spoke about is a link in the text. It's actually a link in the text for the portable TV at the very bottom of the Radios One Two Three Four website. But definitely have a pair of rabbit ears to plug into your television. Um, At this moment, I'm sad to say that my favorite portable TV at this time is no longer currently available on Amazon or the web. It drew only five watts of power, had a seven inch screen, and was a DVD player. Had awesome reception. It even took an external antenna, so I could put rabbit ears on it. And boy, it pulled in the stations. I've searched and searched, and at this moment in time, I have not found a good replacement for you guys for it yet. Every TV I check out, I check out the reviews, and before I purchase it, it all has people complaining of poor reception. And what good is a TV if the reception is poor? Of course, you could be listening to the show in the significant future. You know, my shows have been going back three some years now. So by then, I might have found a good small TV on, and it might be on my sites. If you see a small TV listed on Radios 1234 or any of the other 1234 websites, then you'll know that I own it, have tested it extensively, and it's Harris approved. So if you see one, it'll be good. So for now, you'll just have to power up the smallest LCD TV you have in your house with an inverter and use rabbit ear antennas. Uh, or get a battery bank and power it from an inverter from, from, or power the TV from an inverter from your car. Listen to my shows on the subject first so you can get the most time out of your television from the power that you have. The other nice thing about a radio is that you can listen to it while you're doing other preps and stuff that you need, needs to be done in a disaster. A TV pretty much has you staring at the screen. So if you take away one thing from this, have a pair of rabbit ears for your TV. They only cost nine bucks. They plug into the antenna or cable port on the back of your TV. Without these, when the power fails, your cable box and your whole cable system fails, you're not getting any TV. Hook this up and play with it and get your TV programmed for the -the over-the-air channels before a disaster happens. Many TVs have to do that little search thing and scroll around and find all the channels, okay? You want to do this now, not when something happens. So... You want this done, so all you have to do is hit the line or the source button on your your remote and select TV or antenna and watch local TV.
0: I want to back up real quick before we move on to uh, uh, scanners and police and HAM. Um, I was on Radios 1234, and you have that little 7-inch LCD portable TV with DVD player in it. Yep. Uh, And you had it marked for like 90 bucks uh, or something like that. Uh, you must have sold a bunch of them because they jacked the Vadgon price on it up to like a hundred and something dollars. That's the one.
1: Uh, that's the one that's no longer available.
0: Oh, that's, it's available. It's just one hundred seventy six dollars now.
1: Uh, yeah, they're selling. People are uh, different. People or companies might have a few of them. They, they come on and off the market, but they're through through third parties rather than through Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, dude, you must have like, expi- seriously, you must have inspired the maker. Because it's uh, a, a Zen Group is the is the people that make it. It's being sold directly on Amazon by them. Okay. It's yeah, rag- so they must have brought it back, but it's 176 bucks now. Uh, in your opinion, is it worth 176 uh, bucks?
1: The the bigger nine inch one?
0: Yeah, I mean no, this is seven. The nine is actually only available used, and it's it's cheap. But there's like one there, and I might buy it before anybody gets a chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's getting that's close to it being worth it because it is so low power i i it, it comes with every adapter in the world i thought my god i can't plug in my external antenna i'm looking in the box and here's an adapter an antenna adapter to plug in the external rabbit ears it comes with dc power it comes with ac power It comes with, i might buy one comes with video in it comes with everything anyways for all you guys listening in the future i'll I'll try to find another one and put it up there for you i always try to keep everything Current on the one, two, three, four sites. And Even at that price, I might buy one, Steve, because it, it with all of the
0: accessories. If you bought all those accessories, it would it would get pretty pricey pretty quick, right? Yep. Yeah, and that that'd run great off of my little. Uh truck power system that you helped me build about a month ago, (laughs) Uh, like forever. Anyway, let's go, man. Let's go on to priority number three, simple scanner for police and ham frequencies.
1: Okay, priority number three, and I'm going to cover ham radio in this section two. You'll understand why in a moment, but let's talk about scanners for a bit. I'm going to simplify it for the purpose of the show. There are police, fire, and EMS that are either on one, what's called repeaters, or to what's called a trunked, trunked system, that's T-R-U-N-K-E-D, a trunked system. Repeaters are easy to listen to and are what scanners in the days of old used to listen to, okay? Huge numbers of people and fire still are still on these older systems, and police and fire and EMS will remain on these systems for a long time because they're already paid for, they're there, and they're working. So unless they get a federal grant for a trunk system, they probably won't be upgrading. You can listen to these with an inexpensive s- scanner as cheap as 40 bucks. And then there are these trunk systems. Yes, I know there's analog trunks and digital trunks and encrypted trunks. But for the sake of the show, I'm d- I'll just tell you that a trunk system scanner costs at least 300 bucks and a digital trunk one costs 500. That's why those particular items are the lowest priority.
0: So um, what about the frequencies of your local police, your fire, EMS, and, and ham radio repeaters? How do I find those?
1: That's one of the most important things, is that you got to have those frequencies on a piece of paper and or programmed into your radio or your scanner, and you must have played with it significantly before a disaster to be able to use it during or after a disaster. So let me repeat myself. If you have not played with your police scanner before a disaster for hours, left it on for days just listening to general channels and getting familiar with them, and you don't have the frequencies, it's just junk to you during a disaster. There's no time in a disaster to stop and get out the manual and try to figure out how to use a scanner. So let's talk about the frequencies. I want this show to be good in 10 years or more. So I'm going to tell you how to find the websites with the frequencies rather than just giving you the frequencies here. If I could just give you one website now, who knows, where could it be in 10 years? So if I go to Google right now and I type in Scanner Database, I find two main websites that have frequencies for the entire USA. This is as we're recording the show. The most popular one right now is Radio Reference. That's R-A-D-I-O-R-E-F-E-R-E-N-C-E dot com. The next most popular one is Intercept Radio. I-N-T-E-R-C-E-P-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Remember, I just did a Google search for scanner database. Now, in Radio Reference, you click on the Reference Database button, then you click on your state on the map, then you click on your county you live in, you'll see your county or the cities listed in a box in the middle of the screen. If you click on any of these, a whole list of frequencies in their cities and what they are will fill your screen. You have to pick one of those for your area and then listen to it to see how busy they are. Is it really being used? Is this really the main repeater for what you want to listen to? There's also a tab up there next to, uh, police for amateur radio. Amateur radio and ham radio are the same thing. So you can click on this and get your local ham radio VHF and UHF repeater frequencies. This is where us hams will be talking. I also went and Google and Google Pittsburgh police frequencies. And found a bunch of information, so you can do the same thing for your hometown. Detroit police frequencies, sh- Chicago police frequencies. Just go to Google, let Google be your friend. Okay, yeah. So, go it, ahead. It, it
0: it sounds like there's a lot to do here, and and figuring out the scanner frequencies for your local area. And it really, absolutely, is something a person needs to do like now, and not be trying to do this with you know, a flashlight in their teeth and running their laptop and their modem off of a backup system in the middle of a disaster and trying to get these frequencies. This needs to be done now understood and and practiced and played with.
1: Yep. Sometimes the lists are long. they got a lot of frequencies. Like, Pittsburgh police will have a lot of frequencies. There are tactical frequencies. There are talk-around frequencies. They'll have multiple repeaters and everything else. you got to find the right one to listen to. It just won't say... Pittsburgh police main repeater for you to listen to in a, in a disaster. You're going to have to plug them into your scanner and start to listen to them and find out what's on them. And if, if, the, if the grid is down, you ain't got no internet and you're not going to radio reference and looking up the frequencies. So,
0: well, I don't even think you'd want to be jacking around with a piece of paper with them written down on it. You'd want this done.
1: Yeah, you. It, it's like a thirteen. It's like one of your thirteen skills. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I want to hear about this uh, $40 scanner you keep talking about. I mean, that sounds like a bargain even on the
1: old technology. It is. It is. Well, it's not sold as a police scanner, but it certainly works really good as one. It's really a ham radio made in China, sold on Amazon and it's on radios1234.com and it's less than 40 bucks. I just checked it today. It was like $38.49. It has an incredible following behind it and a very high ratings on Amazon and lots of feedback. People love this radio. Normally, a good dual-band ham radio like this would cost over 200 bucks, And that was a barrier to a lot of people trying to enter in the ham radio field. Now this little radio is getting people excited. It's called a... Baofeng, or Baofeng, a lot of people pronounce it differently. It's B-A-O-F-E-N-G, just find it on radios 1234. It's a Baofeng UV-5RE, which is part of the UV-5R series of Baofeng radios. It's a dual band UHF VHF radio, which means it goes from 136 to 174 megahertz, VHF, and it goes from 400 to 480 megahertz UHF. This is really two radios in one. It's got a VHF and a UHF transmitter and receiver built into it. On the VHF side, like I said, it covers 136 to 174 megahertz. That is the two-meter ham radio band. That's one of the most popular. It's only 144 to 148 megahertz. So it's covered inside of this radio easily. Most hams, ham radios you would buy, would only go from 144 to 148 megahertz, not just 136 to 174. It would have to be modified, the ham radio would have to be modified, usually you go in and unsolder something, to go out of band to transmit outside of the ham radio frequencies. This unit from China has no such limitations, and it transmits on its entire frequency spectrum. Uh, the ham radios might be able to listen to the, that whole spectrum, but they can only transmit on the ham frequencies. Of course, it also receives on all these frequencies, and guess where the police, the fire, and the EMS repeater frequencies are? Yep, right in the middle of the VHF and UHF bands on this radio. You can enter your police, fire, and EMS hospital ham, and ham frequencies into its channel memory and by holding down the star scan button, it will scan all of them. So it will act as a scanner. You don't have to switch between them. There is even a great <laughs> 720 HD YouTube video that maybe I'll have Jack put on the show notes on how to do this. Uh, in fact, there's a tremendous number of Baofeng radio videos on YouTube for you to watch. And these are all people showing you how to use this thing. You can also... So- you, go go ahead. And you can also read the manual, okay, or you can use the programming software, but I found that many of the YouTube videos are just so darn helpful, especially if you're not really familiar with radios in general.
0: Well, definitely, man, and if I, I've got a link here in your notes right now. I'll get it in the show notes today. But just, I mean, most of the time, even when you have all of these Millions of places people can hang out. There's always some popular ones. So, what are the most popular ham radio bands where you'll find people talking
1: uh, and disaster nets set up in time of need? Well, you can listen to these. The two most popular ones are the 2 meter and the 70 centimeter bands, which are 144 mega, megahertz VHF and 440 megahertz UHF. The Baofeng covers both of these bands in transmit and receive mode just perfect. I should note, if you are not a ham, don't key up on a repeater and try to talk. If you become annoying, the hams are very, very proficient at tracking down transmitters and finding exactly where you are in your home or in your car. It's a, it's called a fox hunt, and the hams do it on a regular basis.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely on that. But can I back up for just a second? When you were talking about the fact this will scan the police frequencies that are out of the ham band, since this little radio transmits, will it also transmit yeah. on those frequencies?: Yes., trans- so don't do that either, because then you're transmitting on EMS and, and whatever.
1: Usually, the police uh, repeaters have codes on them. Uh, uh, they're called uh, sub-audible tones or PL tones. Now the, you can program those PL tones into this radio. And it will work on the police frequencies. You could technically key one up, uh, but you're going to have to put a little work into it. It's not something the average person is going to be able to do. And you shouldn't be doing
0: it anyway because those guys have their job to do. We want What we're trying to do here is listen to them. So
1: um, you've mentioned ham radio disaster nets. What are those? Okay, see, this is one of the reasons I want you to be able to listen to ham radio on VHF and UHF, the 2-meter and the the 70-centimeter band, which is actually called, and we call it 2-meter and 440, which is weird the way we switch up the nomenclature, but it's called 2-meter and 440. Um, A disaster net is most commonly done during tornadoes because those are the biggest weather event that threaten most of us. They are set up for earthquakes after they happen. They're set up for hurricanes before and after and they even get set up for blizzards. We hams have normal repeaters that we talk on. I I should tell you what a repeater is first. A repeater is a pair of radios located in a secure location, and it's normally up on a hill or on a very good tower with a very good antenna, and they're expensive. Your little handheld radio might only be able to talk a few miles on the ground to another handheld radio. It depends on your terrain, how many trees there are, there are between you, are the leaves on the trees, and where the person is that you want to talk to. Are they in a the basement or in the second floor or on the house? But you can very easily talk to a radio that has a great antenna high up someplace on a very tall tower. Remember, the higher and the better your antenna, the further you can talk and listen. So you can talk to the repeater, and it can be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 miles or more away, and it will take your broadcast coming in on the input frequency, and it will broadcast it at the same time out on the output frequency. So we talked in on the input frequency and listened on the output frequency. This is called duplex or repeater operation, DU as in dual frequencies. When you're talking radio to radio, it's called simplex. Now, okay, that's what a repeater is. So what is a disaster net? So there's a repeater in a great location, and let's say it covers several counties, and we hams just talk on it. We chit-chat, talk in the morning on the way to work, talk in the evening on the way home from work. We talk on the weekend or at other times. There are VHF and UHF repeaters, and let's say an average good one will cover a radius of 50 miles. So we can all have a conversation on the radio. This can be between two, three, four, five or more people. It's it's kind of funny. We have a little system where we just all take turns. We kind of set up our order of who talks by when you came into the conversation. So it's just structured talking. Now, during a disaster net, one person becomes net control, and they're the boss. And before you talk, you have to call net control. So if N-A-E-R-O, that's a ham radio call sign, was net control, I might say, N-A-E-R-O, this is K-A-W-X-R. He'd come back and say, this is net control, N-A-E-R-O, go ahead, K-A-W-X-R. I would then give him my traffic, which is telling him what, I, what is going on in my area, what I see, what's wrong, or what's bad. So in the case of a tornado, and if I was skywarn trained by the National Weather Service, and a lot of hams get skywarn training for free, I'll call in with the tell system, the time effect and location. So I say N-A-E-R-O, 1130 AM, funnel cloud descending from a wall cloud, not on the ground yet near 10 mile road and mound road, and then I'm done. Okay? So unless I call net control again, at this time someone else who sees something or is going to confirm what I just reported, they will call net control on their own. So it's a very structured thing, and I hope you can see how valuable this is because you have all these hams out there, you know, hundreds of them in your your greater area that you're listening to on the repeater all with their eyes eyeballs looking at things you know it could be riots it could be people getting together it could be hey this gas station has gas or this gas station ran out of gas or there's a fight at the gas station you got all these people in their cars or looking out their windows with radios over this huge area calling in stuff and it's raw information and you can listen to this with that little 40 dollar Balfeng radio
0: that's great man and I've always tried to explain it to people it's good to understand the basics of ham if people want the license and all and they want to do it that's great but understanding the basics so that you can just listen is a huge source of intelligence can you tell people some other things that you'd call in as a ham operator Steve if you were you know on the ground observing uh, during a, an emergency net situation
1: yeah for tornadoes and hurricanes we'd be calling in the weather the wind gust the wind speeds you know what damage is going on and if my real room- of someone's roof was ripped off, uh, calling in that someone has been found or someone needs assistance or we need an ambulance at this place, usually net control is in contact with emergency services on a completely different dedicated radio, directly linked to emergency services, and he can immediately relay anything us hams report to the net control. So a disaster net is a very structured and formal way of talking on a repeater. And we have a saying, when everything is not working, the hams will still be talking. Hams are preppers by nature. Long before the term prepper was invented, we hams are everywhere. Many times we have formal disaster training through ham radio orgs, which are called RACES and ARIES. Now, I won't go into those, but we have disaster organizations within the ham radio community that give us specific training for this. It's not uncommon for one of us to also to be attached to the mayor, the police chief, the 911 center, and other important people in the city in a disaster. We are their backup communication. So if their comms fail and we discover something, we can communicate that information directly to them. Now, do you see why I place such a high value on the radio that can listen to police, fire, EMS, and ham frequencies? I'm also
0: Yeah, I definitely do, Steve. Now, um, what about regular scanners? How does the
1: uh, Bale Fang compare to those? Regular scanner is a lot easier to use. This will probably have a it'll probably have a much better manual than the bow thing that comes with it. And I have a handheld Unidin scanner on radio radios1234.com and it's not forty bucks, it's 120 bucks. And the nice thing is that it runs on two AA batteries, and it's got a thousand memories to it, more than you ever use, but it's dedicated to just scanning, not talking, not radio channel, not ham radio, not police frequencies. It's dedicated to just scanning, and so it's a lot easier to set up and use. If you're on a budget and you really want the ability to listen to police, fire, EMS, and ham radio, and you're willing to do a little extra work and figure this stuff out, then the $40 Baofeng is the way to go. If you want to spend $120, then spend the extra money and have an easier way to use the scanner.
0: Before we move forward on this, I want to just let people know one of my favorite little tools. Now, it's only going to work for you if the cellular network's up Um and you've got power to your phone. But if you don't have power to your phone, it's because you don't listen to Steven. <laughs> uh, that's all I can say about that, right? But there is a radio app called Five O Radio Pro. Now, you can't go through it and, and program your own frequencies. It's already set up. It's run by a centralized network. I think it's 5 bucks one time to buy the app but most major markets are in it and even most minor markets including police sheriffs EMS etc and you can have it on your phone in about 2 minutes and you turn it on and you can find all of it. and like Steve was saying earlier um, a lot of times they'll say well this is the frequency or the 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 place to listen to uh fire you know fire uh, fire department or whatever and that may not be the one they use a lot. So you'll need to play with it just like you would, you can say favorites in it. And its I would call it Sephora's even more. I would not rely on it as your primary thing, but it is an excellent uh, backup to a backup of a backup. So uh, I'd make sure that you, you know, think about if you have a smartphone, if there's any apps like that. And again, the one I use is called Five O Radio Pro. But I want to get back to this, uh, this Baofeng, right? Well, this little $40 super radio. Let man. me throw
1: something in first on the cell phones. During, during okay. Hurricane Sandy, which was a thousand mile wide storm that came and parked itself over, installed over the eastern seaboard in the, in the mid Atlantic and everything for about 11 days. It knocked out a lot of power to everyone, trees down, damage, everything. 97.8% of Verizon's towers were up and operational during Hurricane Sandy. There has been a tremendous amount of backup ability, both in huge batteries and in generators, natural gas, propane, and diesel generators added to every cell site. Okay. So the, the, the cells, the people think, oh, the cell site's going to go down and everything else. That was true in 2000 in In two thousand and three uh, for the blackout of two thousand and three uh, we lost cellular communications but now, in repeated disaster disaster after disaster, even in far far back as hurricane katrina we 're seeing cell phones being operational, so the system 's getting more ruggedized and it 's really not that fragile, so your five oh radio I mean, it might be one of the first things you're listening to. You might be listening to that thing before you're listening to your scanner. Uh Not to mention the Zello channel to talk to other folks on Zello. Yeah, the, yeah Zello, we go, we, we have like a little, we've role played emergencies on Zello. We want people who are in in trouble to come up on Zello and talk to us. In fact, there was someone during Hurricane Sandy talking to us on Zello, talking about her windows got blown out and she had to walk through the rain with her mother to another house and everything else. We want you to come up onto Zello uh during a disaster, so you can tell us what's going on, and we can bring in resources. We, uh, I'm sitting on a, on a, you're on a phone, and I'm sitting on a, on a computer in the sunshine on high-speed internet. I can say, oh, I can look through the news and Google and say, oh, your nearest Red Cross shelter is here. So I can do it a lot easier on something that you uh, and talk to you through Zello than you could try to do on your phone. You know, in the middle of, of, a, of a storm. So your cell phone, I think, is going to be your number one thing in a disaster, especially a smartphone with data.
0: And that's why we put so much effort into making sure people can keep them charged. Yep. Uh, and I don't want to get on a, a complete side thing. I'm on Zello. You and I could probably do a Zello show someday, just all things you can do with it. But, like, one of the things that we did, we had a couple times where there were uh, female members of the audience that were traveling long distance across the country on their own, and, you know, obviously they worry a little bit more than men do in that situation. And we had people on the Zello network using, cause if you want to be tracked with your cell phone, you can do that. Tracking these, these folks in real time and kind of keeping an eye on them, uh, during a long trip and staying in touch with them. And, and, and that's really awesome that we have that. Like, so we'll just call out our PSA for the TSP Zello channel, uh, in mid, mid, uh, show and we'll, we'll get back to the main content before we spend an hour on that. Um, but these these Baleofang radios, what I wanted to ask you about is using them to talk back and forth between family members like on a farm or a large property or between neighbors in a neighborhood uh to look out for unfriendlies in a disaster like uh what's in the book of, uh you know, two hundred and ninety nine days with uh with Glenn Tate, he talks about doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, since the radios have such a large band range, I'd suggest staying outside of the ham radio bands which is 144 to 148 megahertz and 420 to 450 megahertz. Stay outside of these bands. Don't go into, into the ham frequencies. I find this really funny because I'm telling you to worry about the hams, but don't worry about the government. Because when you start transmitting outside of the ham bands without a license, it's illegal according to the FCC. So if you went to 149 megahertz on the Baofeng radio for your talk around frequency, you'd be in violation of FCC Part 15 rules. Now, is someone going to track you down? Doubtful, especially during a disaster. Like I said, the FCC is not traveling around with FEMA yet. But if for some reason you're interfering with another license station, like a police repeater, then there would be people asking questions, and they would start searching for you. So for talking around in a community, GMS and FRS radios are better for this, and I'll cover these later on in the show, but yes, you can talk around uh, very well in your community with multiple Baofeng radios. You know, and I'd say
0: this too, if you're, if you're stepping on EMS, the they're going to tell you and you just stop and go to a different frequency and move all your people over. Uh, there's probably a frequency you could use in that situation, but, um, so your Beofang is making me think of a, a radio I have called the Puxing, and I don't know that much about it other than how to use it. Rob from MERS Radio sent it to me back when he became a sponsor way back in the beginning of the show. And I can do a lot of this with that radio. They actually look very similar. Uh, one of the things I was able to do with that radio, though, is move it into the mirror spectrum and make it work with my mirrors radios. St- so it was a- effectively a scanner, uh, a ham radio, uh, and, a- and another MIRS radio to go with my mirror system. Um, and that makes me wonder, like, with this Beofang, could you move it into and talk on the FRS and GMRS spectrums?
1: Yeah, it will, Jack, and technically, again, it's illegal because the Baofeng has an antenna that is removable, uh, and GMRS and FRS radios, like the ones you buy in the local stores, are not supposed to have removable antennas. <laughs> and why is that? Because better antennas give you better range. Now, the, the, the Baofeng will definitely work on GMS and FR, GMRS and FRS signals. On Radios1234.com, I have some longer and better antennas you can screw onto the Baofeng to give it better receive and transmit ability. The antennas are a lot longer than the standard antenna, and we call these antennas duckies, just by the side. But they still fit on your belt with the bigger antennas. The antenna might be going partway up your back or your side, but that's the price you pay for a better antenna. So if you get the Baofeng radio, definitely get one of the better antennas I got up there. You won't regret it. Remember what I said. It's all about the antenna. Now, going back for a second, if you are using a Baofeng radio on the GMS or FRS frequencies, no one's going to know. Go ahead and use it. No one's going to be hunting you because you've got a removable antenna on your Baofeng on the GMS or FRS frequencies. Just go ahead and use it.
0: Yeah, and I'd just tell the – if anybody did ask, well, the the package said this thing transmits 26 mi- miles, which is bullshit. So were you getting me that far away? <laughs> you know, the the packaging some of those radios have is just ridiculous with the distances. is. Um, but the, the Belfang, you know, equipped with a better antenna, definitely you could extend those ranges. And if you dialed in those frequencies, I agree with you, man. You'd be – You'd be about as safe as you can get. There's a lot of things that are technically illegal, but gee, don't we need the government for everything in our lives, including whether or not we can remove a frickin' antenna? Anyway, on the Baofeng, this seems like a like a Swiss Army knife of radios for forty bucks. Um, are there some other bands that we can get on to talk on or listen to?
1: Yeah, the Baofeng. Technically, you can talk on the Marine band, and that's where Marine band radios are for boats and also you can talk to well, anyways i'll cover that uh, the marine band in detail in a while but i actually used one of my handheld dual band ham radios that was modified to go out of band on a marine frequency i did not what I was do, did not know what i was doing regarding procedures on the marine band this was years ago and i was in southern florida on vacation I did a test call on Marine 16, and this is the emergency channel on the, on the Marine radios. I was only using a half watt of power, which is not very much, and the Coast Guard in St. Pete's, over 100 miles away from me, responded. I got yelled at, but that goes to show you the power and flexibility of a, a little radio like this, and it also goes to show you how far you can talk on an, uh, with how far you can talk to someone with a really good antenna. I'm sure the Coast Guard, well, they were talking to me from a very, very tall, dedicated tower with premium radio equipment. But, hey, 100 miles and a half a lot of power and being able to call for help, that goes a long way for 40 bucks. Anything else? Yeah, technically you'd be able to listen to and talk on the NOAA weather bands the ones that give you your local forecast and everything from the National Weather Service. I would not advise talking on these, but you, now you have the ability to listen to the National Weather Service on the same $40 radio that lets you listen to police, fire, EMS, ham, GMRS, FRS, and marine frequencies for 40 bucks. You know, it's 40 bucks, but if you put the knowledge with it, it does a lot. Do you have
0: anything else to say on priority three before we move on? Oh, good Lord, priority
1: through is a long one. But it's that long because it's that powerful. It gives you that much information and a disaster and that much flexibility. Remember what I said, if you do not play with it and play with it and play with it and experiment and learn and actually do this stuff before a disaster, then you'll never, ever get it to work during or after a disaster. The scanner or this Baofeng radio is not something you just buy, check off your list, and put on your shelf. It's really one of your 13 skills that you should work on. It's a skill. It's a talent. Luck does not get you out of a disaster. Talent gets you out of a disaster. Knowledge is information multiplied by experience. Talent or wisdom is experience multiplied by time. So if you want to have this power, you'll need to do some learning and some practice. So, Steve,
0: uh, I think we've killed dead priority number three for a bit anyway. We need to move on. Um, priority number four is an AM FM radio with shortwave ability. Uh, that
1: should be an easy one for you. Yeah, it sounds simple, but part of my dedication to the audience, my customers, and people that I teach is that I just don't want to pass out information. I want to enable people so that they can go and immediately do something with what I teach them. It's easy to say, go buy a shortwave radio and tune around and listen. But I want you to know how to find the frequencies. That's why I told you what to Google. I'm going to tell you how to find the frequencies, and I'm not going to give them over the air, because the frequencies can change and stations can change and come on and off the air over time. So it's no good for me just to give you frequencies. I try to make my shows so they won't become old as time goes on, but will be relevant with principles in 10 to 20 years from now. Awesome, man. So, how do we start on priority number four? Well, I think the best way to start is with the words AM, FM, radio. That was on our priority number one selection, okay? Priority number one, AM, FM radio might be your, be your first radio and, port, and portable radio, but maybe one that you have, and maybe one you have in a portable kit, I, I want AM, FM radio and priority number four to be your two is one, your one is not. I want this not only to be your shortwave radio for listening around the world, but I want it to be your backup radio to your priority number one AM, FM radio. I'll give you an example, and this is just my example. It worked, works for me. What worked for me might not work for you. About eight years ago, I got a Grundig S450 radio from my Radio Shack on sale, and it's still made, it's still made manufactured these days, and it's on radios1234.com also. But it's an AM, FM, and shortwave radio. It's rather big. You hold it with two hands or carry it by its handle. It's about 8 by 10 inches. So it's not huge, but it's something you sit on the table. It does not run on AA. It runs on four D-cell batteries. For many reasons, I like D-cell devices, and I keep a few around. Even though I teach you how to have an unlimited amount of AA rechargeables, Double A Rechargeable Power, and How to Power Your House from Your Car Show at Solder1234.com. D-cells have seven to eight times the energy of a double A, and the D-cells have been in there been in there for an entire eight years. I've owned the radio to, to back it up. Um Last time I used it, we had a power failure in a blizzard, and I used it to listen to the local AM news stations for what was happening. Now, it did not come with an AC adapter, but it had, has a port on it for one. And I could not find a real Grundig AC adapter, but I did find, I did a Google search and found one made by a different company for the Grundig on eBay for 10 bucks. And I got it. This is the way I want you to think. Get a good radio, have it ready for when you need it, have multiple ways of powering it, and have spare alkaline batteries for it. Like, uh, I have four alkaline batteries in the radio. I had eight sitting next to it, ready to go, in case the four inside of there were dead.
0: Now, you know, you, you, you have, though, put a lot of effort into teaching people how to have, like, rechargeable AA batteries coming out of their butt, basically, to where they'll never run out of yep. power. So what about the shortwave radios that are powered
1: by AA's? Yeah, I like those a lot, okay? Two of the three shortwave radios I have on radios1234.com right now are AA-powered. Radios do not use a lot of power. Like I said earlier, one of the and radios on radios1234 will run for 80 hours on four AA batteries. Now, do you know what really uses power in a radio, Jack?
0: Well, let's see. I used to have the the Grundig they don't make anymore. It's the exact same one you have, but it's the previous model. I got it years ago, and let me say how much I endorse that radio, because I still have it, and it still works. And I used to take it out of my fishing boat, and I used to fish. And I'd sit there and crank it up using the crank feature on it, right? And uh, what would happen is the battery died. The volume would get softer and softer and softer, so I'll bet. It's the volume that uses the greatest of power draw or has the greatest control over how quickly you draw power.
1: Yep. Yeah, you got it right, Jack. That's correct. The louder you play it, the more energy it takes from your batteries. So having a radio on just low enough where you, you where you want it and you'll be able to hear it, don't, it will be just fine for your batteries. They'll make them go longer. So don't crank it up like a 1980s boombox.
0: And if you were to get yourself a little earpiece, I bet you could really extend things.
1: True, true. An earpiece. I forgot to mention. I should have remembered that. An earpiece will really greatly, or headphones, greatly increase the the life of the batteries because of the amount of audio that's coming out. So, what about the shortwave portion of the radio? Well, there is still worldwide shortwave radio out there, but a lot of stations have gone off the air because of the Internet. It's just so much easier to stream your radio stations to people on their smartphone than it is to broadcast on a 50,000-watt shortwave radio station. Back in the early 1990s, I know Kurt Saxon used to pay 200 to $300 per hour to do a show once a week on worldwide Christian radio, WWCR. That's a lot of money, you know. It takes a lot of money to run a station. That's why many of them have been going off the air. But shortwave is still around. The BBC's on it. And it will continue to be around. So let's talk about it a bit. Plus, with the right shortwave radio, you can listen to the ham radio people in the shortwave area, what we call HF. And they will still be talking on their frequencies with their radios 100 years from now. They were... They were talking for the past 100 years. I see no reason why ham radio won't be around for another 100 years. Well, some education first. Uh, AM stands for amplitude modulation. It was the first type of modulation used for voice transmission. It's simple, has good clarity. And then came along FM radio, which stands for frequency modulations. And then we have shortwave radio. Now, shortwave uses AM, amplitude modulations, for its big radio stations. It's the same as the AM broadcast on AM radio. It's just in a different frequency range, a higher frequency range. And the higher the frequency, the shorter the wavelength of the the actual transmission. So that's why it's called shortwave. And that's one to grow on. So my point is there are AM-FM shortwave radios, and then there are AM-FM shortwave with single sideband radios, many times abbreviated, abbreviated SSB. Single sideband is a different form of radio modulation, and it's a lot more efficient. Ham radio operators use single sideband in the shortwave frequencies, and the ham radio frequencies are spread out through the entire shortwave spectrum, which we hams call HF for high frequency. Different bands can be heard at different times of day. Some of the frequencies, like what's called 20 meters, can go around the world day and night, and other frequencies on 40 and 80 meter bands are mostly used at night. So if you want to listen to the ham operators, you need a shortwave radio that also does single sideband. If it does not say single sideband on it, then it does not do it. These radios are also more expensive than the regular shortwave radios. Of course, I have single sideband radios on radios1234.com for you to look at. So I want to make one thing. This is not the same area as the Baofeng radios, okay? The Baofeng radios are up in VHF and UHF. This is down in what we called HF, the shortwave frequencies. The The Baofeng and the VHF and UHF, they talk for up to 100 miles with a repeater. In HF ham radio talking is like shortwave. It can go around the world.
0: So how do we uh, go about finding the frequencies for the different ham bands?
1: Just do a Google search for ham radio bands, and you'll find websites that list the current frequencies. Uh, First ones to come up is a guide from the AWRL, which stands for American Radio Relay League. Uh, A few items down, you'll find the Wikipedia article on the ham bands. I like the wiki article the best. I And, for example, the 20-meter band is listed as 14 to 14.350 megahertz, but the band shown on wiki has different colors or different frequencies and uses of the band. So, in this case, it's broken down into purple, red, and black. Purple is labeled as CW, which stands for continuous wave, which is Morse code. You won't be listening to that. Then there is a short red area that's labeled CW and RIDI. RTTY is radio teletype, something you also won't be looking for. Then there's black, which is labeled phone, P-H-O-N-E. This is what you're looking for when you're looking up ham frequencies is you're looking for phone. Those frequencies, that is standard voice, people talking, and it's usually going to be on single sideband.
0: Now, with single sideband, sometimes that kind of sounds funny.
1: Yep. Yeah, you, you can be. You have to be exactly on the same frequency as the people talking to hear their voices as normal. If you're a little bit one way or the other, they might sound like Donald Duck very low, or they'll sound like they're talking with with helium, helium balloon. Just keep on tuning the radio, and you'll get on the correct frequency, and you'll hear them normal, or you can listen to them sounding like helium or Donald Duck. Can you
0: hear both people
1: talking? Well, that's the thing. Ham radios are very good radios, high quality, very sensitive to frequency, usually expensive, and they have very good antennas on them, so they can talk and listen a lot further away than you can with your portable AM, FM, shortwave, single sideband radio. You might be able to only hear one side of the conversation because that is the guy closest to you. You probably won't be able to hear the other guy he's talking to if he's a long ways away. But you, you still could. Like I said, you can hear conversations from around the world. Just know you might only get half of it. But listening to half is better than listening to nothing. And remember what I said. It's all about the antenna. If you can get a radio that has a place for an external antenna and you can run a long wire off of it, you'll get a lot better reception. <laughs> For people
0: that maybe have, you know, learned more than you can imagine today already, because they knew almost nothing about radio, can you explain to them what a long wire is? Well,
1: it's just a single strand of wire, and it can be thin wire. I had an endless spool of 22-gauge wire I used to use when I was younger, and the wire just attaches to a port on the back of the radio, and you can put like six feet of it in the house to get better reception, or you can run it out of the window and have it go way off up in top of a tree 100 feet away. the uh, Heck, the house I grew up in had wires running back and forth in the attic. Uh, the house was built in 1929, and at one time the owners had a shortwave radio, so obviously this would have been from an old two-type short radio, but that's just an example. That's what a long wire is. It's just a long wire coming off the back of the radio. Generally, it's thin like phone wire. It's not thick like house power wire.
0: So how about finding the shortwave frequencies to listen to? Oh, heck, I
1: forgot about that. I got carried away on ham radios and a single sideband. band. Just do a Google search for shortwave radio stations, and you'll find lots of listings for frequencies you can listen to. Many will even give you the time of the day the station's on the air. That's another thing about shortwave. Since its propagation is usually a lot better at night after the sun has set, many of the stations are not on 24 hours a day. When I did my search for the show, one of the best lists I found was actually on the support page at Radio Shack.
0: Man, we've worn out uh priority four, I think, at this point. So let's move on to priority five, CB radios. That's where a lot of people start. You've got it all the way down at, at five.
1: Yeah. Please notice, everyone, how I have it as priority number five. It's pretty low down on the list. While <laughs> While all you need for a CB in your car is a 12-volt cigarette lighter plug wired to the power wires of the CB, and many even come with this, and you need a magnetic mount antenna that goes on the roof of your car, the problem is that it's easy to hook up in your car. You have to stay there in your car and listen to it. And in a disaster, most people will be in their house. Now, if you had a, a bug-out vehicle and a bug-out location to go to, you better have a CB in all your vehicles because you can talk to the truckers and find out why the traffic is backed up and for how far it's backed up. This just happened in Atlanta this year when they got their snowstorm. People got stuck on the highway and had to abandon their cars. Wouldn't it have been nice to be listening to the CB On channel 19, you hear the truckers talking about the backup near mile marker 18 or something, and you could have gotten off the highway and not got stuck in that mess.
0: So, I mean, all you ham guys have these big old radios in your house. What about putting
1: a CB in your house? Well, that becomes a problem, too. It's just more complicated. Most all of the CBs are 12 volts, so now you need a 12-volt power supply. If you had my battery class, uh, batteries 1, 2, 3, 4, you'd have a, a battery close by. But you, you need a cable to run and an antenna outside the house, and then you, you need to have an outside antenna to go on the cable going outside the house. A basic CB radio is 35 bucks, a 12 volt power supply is 25 dollars, the cable is about 40, and the outdoor antenna is about 70, so it really starts to add up. And if you wanted a really good CB that was made to be like a base station inside of your house, that's around 275 bucks. So if you're going to use a CB for car-to-car, car-to-car communications as you evacuated, excellent. If you were within a few miles of a major highway, it's a great source of information from the truckers. But a typical CB only gives you a few miles of range. There's exceptions to this. If I'm on top of a big mountain or a hill and you're down in the valley, the range can be quite far. But if you have a really good home setup. With an external antenna, you can maybe talk 10 or 20 miles from house to house again. That's, again, with good antennas outside on the top of your house. Remember, it's all about the antenna. So if you're not within a couple miles of a highway and you're not going to be evacuating, that's why it's down there on priority number five. It's not priority number one. And and for people thinking about putting an
0: antenna inside their house, that's really not a good option. I'm just thinking of my... You know, my simple little Wilson 1000 magnetic antenna for my truck, uh, it's a pretty long antenna, and you you get into situations there where you need a certain amount of length in an antenna to get good tuning with a CB.
1: Yeah, CB is in the 27 megahertz area of the HF band, which is shortwave. So its wavelength is 11 meters long. That's about 36 feet, and most antennas are what's called quarter wavelength. So that's at least a nine-foot antenna vertical, then you got the side legs that come out to form a ground plane. That's three or four horizontal pieces going sideways, nine feet long. It just doesn't fit in a house. Um, This is why I have it as number five on the list. That said, you might have a great need and use for a CB radio. They can be very powerful and simple form of communications, especially for car-to-car and car-to-trucker, And on radios1234.com, I have handheld CBs. I have also very, very small mobile CBs. The CB is literally built into the microphone. That's it. You just plug in the antenna and the power, and it's very small and out of the way. Very easy just to throw it in and go when you need it. I have inexpensive mobile CBs that start out about $35. I have the mobile antennas. I have the home antennas. I have the cables that you need for the home antenna. I have the power supply for the 12-volt CBs in the house. I have the home base stations, and I have the expensive CBs. So if you did want to do CB, I'm listing everything there on the 1234 site that will work for you, that I, I have, that I know that will work. Something I forgot to say is that when you're going down one of my 1234 websites and reading the comments, those are my comments. Comments from Stephen Harris, and I'm telling you how to use that item. Why to use it, why I have it, or why you might not want it. Reading the comments next to the item on any of the 1234 websites is like reading a preparedness class in itself. You're gonna learn a lot just by looking. You don't have to go there to buy anything. Remember, I want to enable you so you know how to use these things, and you can use them. I just don't want you to go and get something for the purpose of getting something.
0: Okay, now in this uh, this this show, you've laid out six priorities. We're now down to priority six, your lowest priority, and that's a digital trunk tracking scanner.
1: You know how you have to look up the frequencies on the Internet and you have to – you used to have to do it from a book. Those books are gone now. You can do it on the Internet. And then enter the frequency into a channel and then scan the channels, blah, 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 on a regular scanner. This can be a pain in the rear end. Well, you, the, there's a new scanner out called the Uniden Home Patrol Scanner, uh which is also a mobile scanner. It can go in your car. It's for home or car. It's got a darn GPS attached to it, and this thing is a computer with a touchscreen on it. It's not; does not look like a regular scanner, and since it's a computer, it has every frequency in the USA, the entire FCC database, and because it has a GPS, it knows where you are. So it will pull up on its screen, Pittsburgh Police, Pittsburgh Fire Department. You just tap it. It will also list the other frequencies like the FBI and the Border Patrol and the hospital that's near you. It just has everything in it, and all you have to do is tap on the screen for what you want to listen to. You don't, If you don't get the GPS attachment, I think you can enter your zip code, and it will pull up all the local stuff in your area by zip code. Of course, you can plug it into your computer and update it so the frequencies as are updated as time goes on. It's just the way scanners will be in the future. This is a, you know, a trending thing. If you're listening to this in 2016, 2020, uh, your scanner will probably be a touchscreen scanner like this with everything built into it. So right now, it's also a top-end scanner, so it will listen to all of the trunk systems that police and fire are using. The only thing it can't listen to is digital trunks that are encrypted. So it's an analog trunk. It's a digital trunk. It's a regular scanner, a repeater scanner. And, of course, it's 500 bucks. But that's the -the top-of-the-line scanner.
0: So as powerful as it is, is the main reason you have it listed all the way down at priority 6 is because it's a gone expensive?
1: Yeah, because it's a flashy, shiny, $500 gadget. And preparedness is not about gadgets. It's about tools and talent. I don't like it when people go, oh, this is great. i got to get it. It's just a shiny gadget. So I think that about kills off your list of
0: priorities. But I know you have some other neat radio stuff to talk to us about. I especially like the rescue system you came up with that we talked about a couple months ago, actually. Yeah, uh
1: I'll get to the super neat way of getting rescued in a bit, but let's talk about setting up an illegal pirate FM radio station that you can replay episodes of TSP or my Stephen Harris classes to your entire city. You're kidding. No, I'm not. Now, do you really want to help your community before a hurricane or after disaster? On radios1234.com, Is an FM radio transmitter. With this, you can set up your own FM station with 20 watts of power. Good for dozens of miles, depending upon your antenna and the height. And you can play any of Jack's TSP shows or any of the Steve Harris energy shows. Especially the one, How to Power Your House from Your Car, would be a good one for everyone during a disaster. Uh, All my Stephen Harris... Uh, All my Stephen Harris shows and classes are now at stephen1234.com. I suggest you have my shows and your favorite TSP shows saved to your computer or your MP3 player or your smartphone to plug into the transmitter. You can just plug it in and transmit on an empty FM frequency. You can hook up a microphone and talk to people as well. You can give them the local news and information. Uh, your telephone will probably still have Internet on it, as we as we've talked about in most disasters. So I'd use social media to let everyone around you know that you have a self-help FM radio station up on XXX certain frequency Now, technically, this is illegal to do according to FCC regulations. So don't do this all the time. Do this only in a disaster and after a disaster, you know, like for a week or two, depending. I'm pretty sure you won't get in trouble for providing this temporary public resource. This comes uh, with a quarter wave antenna, which is simple and good. If you want a better antenna that effectively turns your 20 watts of power into 40 watts of power, remember, good antennas actually amplify power. Then I have another antenna on radios 123 for you uh, as well. Now, if you just wanted to be blatant and set up a 24-7 pirate radio station, from what I read on the Internet, it takes years and many complaints for the FCC for them to eventually find you and tell you to stop
0: it. Okay, before I get a billion emails, I am officially saying do not do this, okay? (laughs) I'm also telling you this is how you do this, and then you make your own choice, Anyway, is there
1: any legal way to do this? Yes, there is. Just go Google how to set up a low-power FM radio station, and you'll find places that sell equipment, and you'll find the information on how to set it up, what you can do, what you can't do, and how to register it with the FCC. Please just go Google it if you're interested. It's beyond the scope of the show. It must be what the drive-in, radio,
0: uh, drive-in movie people do, you know, because that's how they have an A2 New Year certain station, and, and there's probably four apps like that. But anyway, what else do you have for us? Well,
1: there's the ever-popular handheld radios you see in the store, F- FRS and GMRS handheld handheld radios. These are the radios you see in the store that over-exaggerate what, and say what they can talk. They say they can talk 18 miles or 23 miles or 27 miles, and they can do this. But only if you're on top of a mountain and I'm 27 miles down in the valley and we have line of sight between each other. That's the only time these radios will talk that far.
0: So can you tell people, because I think a lot of people get confused, what what FRS and GMRS stands for, and what the heck's the difference?
1: GMRS stands for General Mobile Radio Service, and it started in the 1960s and requires a license. FRS stands for Family Radio Service and does not require a license or operation. You won't find any FRS radios out there anymore. They're all combined FRS and GMRS radios right now. What you'll find in the stores is a 22-channel radio. It might say it has 121 privacy codes. We'll get to those in a minute. I'll try to keep this simple. There are 22 channels in this GMRS-FRS radio. Channels 1 through 7 are for both GMRS and FRS. Channels 7 to 14 are FRS only, are limited to one-half watt of power for transmitting. Channels 15 to 22 are GMRS only and are usually one and a half watts on the radios that we buy in the store. Okay? So technically for GMRS, for GMRS channels one to seven and 15 to 22, you need to have an FCC license. It's called a GMRS license. The manual for the radio you buy has information on how to get it from the FCC. You can also Google it. It costs 85 bucks and it's good for five years and it covers your entire family. So you don't need to have a license for each person, just for the family. That's why it's called General Mobile Radio Service. Now, FRS channels 7 to 14 require no license. 7 to 14 requires no license. However, no one ever gets a license for the GMRS radio, and everyone just uses this 22-channel radio as it is. People just use it as a 22-channel walkie-talkie, and that's about it. But what you're not realizing is that when you're on channels 7 to 14, you're only at a half-watt of power. This limits your range. When you're on the other channels, you're using one-and-a-half watts of power. If you're just talking house-to-house, you might want to be on channels 7 to 14 at a half-watt of power. It saves the battery. If you are further apart, then you'll have to use channels 1 to 7 or 15 to 22. Two, that's one and a half watts of power. This is what most of you guys are going to
0: use. So what about the privacy or quiet codes on this radio to make sure the zombies aren't listening to us and planning to attack us and eat our brains?
1: Well, the privacy or interference codes, numbers 1 through 32, this is an analog subtone that you can't hear. And it's added to the transmission. So if I'm on channel 1 and you're on channel 1 with no privacy codes, we can talk to each other. And we can also hear any transmission on channel 1. Again, this is with no privacy codes. I'm just on channel 1. Anyone talking with any privacy codes, if our codes are off and they are by default, you like I said, you can hear anyone on the channel. If we are on the same channel and I'm on privacy code 7 and you're on privacy code 8, then we cannot hear each other. It's designed to eliminate interference. A, A great big fair, an outside event, a carnival, there would be a lot of people using the same channel, and that provides a lot of interference with the radio, especially when you're on the edge of the range of someone and they're coming in and out, just irritating to use it. Now, we only want to hear the audio, of the person that we're, that is calling us,
0: now this is a convenience thing. Then this is not any type of encryption or anything like that.
1: No, it's not encryption. It's just privacy tone, so you so you cannot hear other people. There are no encrypted FRS and GMRS radios, and technically, it's quite illegal. Most people don't use the privacy tone. Just so you know, the GMRS FRS radios I have on radio on radios one two three four dot com have 121 privacy tones. 1 through 38 are analog privacy codes, and if you have a Midland brand GMRS radio and I have a Motorola brand GMRS radio, and we're both on the same privacy code, we can talk to each other. For Motorola, codes 39 to 121 are digital codes, and it really eliminates interference, and they're exclusive to Motorola only. So 1 through 38 codes, any radio to any radio, uh if anyone says they have more than that then that's proprietary to that company these radios are great for car to car communications they are great for home to home communications they're great for person-to-person communications just know that with homes and trees in the way you can generally get a mile of communications out of them if you're on one and a half lots if you're in the desert that's a different story. They will go for many miles, okay? You don't have trees and shrubbery, you know, blocking the signal. If me and my neighbors were looking for bad people coming into our area during a disaster and we're taking time on watch and I'd have I'd have one of these next to me all the time and on a privacy code, so if it was 3 a.m. in the morning, it'd wake me up and I would not get other noise coming in sporadically waking me up.
0: Sure, that makes sense. So some of these can get really fancy. What ones do you use yourself personally?
1: I have the ones I use on radios1234.com, and they're the only ones up there because they're so flexible, and they're the only ones you really need. These are so flexible, you got to hear this. They're made by Motorola. they got 22 channels. 121 privacy codes, and they also have built into them the 11 weather channels, so you can always get weather on them. They are designed for disasters. Uh, they're very water-resistant. You can even push a button on it, and it's got a built-in LED flashlight. These radios come with a single-piece nickel metal hydride battery that goes in their back, and you can drop it in a charger. So you can drop them into the charger and pick them up when you need them, now get this, you can take out the single piece nickel metal hydride battery and you can put in three AA batteries. Yeah, you can put in three AA, uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, I skipped my, I lost my track. Yes, three AA batteries. You can put in three AA lithiums, three AA alkalines, three AA non-alkaline batteries, and yes, 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 you can even put in three AA nickel metal hydride batteries I show you how to charge, and it will work. And you know I've showed you how to, in the Power Your House from Your Car show, how easy and how simply it is to charge up all of the AA batteries you could possibly want. That show I did with Jack is at Solder1234.com, by the way. This feature is incredible because I can have a pocket full of batteries and this radio will keep on working. Now, it does not stop there. It's got a mini USB charger on it. So you can have it in your car on a USB charger charging the radio battery so it's always topped off if you're talking and driving. No other GMRS, FRS radio has this feature. Motorola really outdid themselves. They hit it out of the park with this radio. Uh They come in a kit of two on the Radios 12341 site, and it's about 50 bucks. So they're $25 each. That is a lot of power and flexibility for, for $25 each. And the flexibility is awesome. So
0: there's a lot of people right now really excited about that. It's probably the one thing they're going to want to buy uh out of everything they heard so far, definitely get these into the hands of their neighbors and things like that. So with all that flexibility, why are they not uh, higher up on your prior- priority list?
1: Well, because that Baofeng radio scanner hand radio is so much more flexible. That's why it's at number three. I guess I would put GMRS, FRS radios in as a priority three. Uh, they should really be up there. Um, that's a good comment. Uh, if you have people you need to talk back and forth with in a disaster yeah priority number three but i did not want to make priority number three any more complicated than it already was
0: cool man that, that makes a lot of sense and i think that's a big thing people have to look at do you have a group you're going to be working with or not if you do then communications key if you don't then hey man listening to other people that do is key uh But let's give it up now, because I've already teased people on this. You have a really cool way that people can get their ass rescued by the Coast Guard or any other re- rescue police or fire agency uh, if there's no 911 service, no cell service. I don't have a satellite phone.
1: Yep, you can. Now, before I tell you this, understand that I talk to commercial communications experts. In fact, I had a really good one email me on this just the other day. Uh, military, I've talked to military pilots. I've talked to commercial aviation pilots, like the big jumbo jet pilots. I've talked to pilots that fly uh, internationally across the oceans, and I've talked to private pilots. I've also, I've also spoken directly to the U.S. Coast Guard on the subject, and they've verified everything that they can do.
0: It right, sounds like you've done your Stephen Harris due diligence homework. Let's hear it. Here's the big secret.
1: An airband radio and the airband radios are on radios1234.com. An airband radio will get you rescued faster than anything else. These are radios that pilots use. These are airplane radios. They are handheld walkie-talkie radios and are reasonably priced. People stuck in, on life rafts in the middle of the Pacific have always said when when they've been rescued, they talk of seeing international jetliners flying over them and seven miles up there, and if they could only talk to them. Well, now you can. People stuck on mountains can hear search planes, but can't see or signal, signal them, and the plane can't see them. People stuck on the roofs in Katrina, all they could do nothing but wave their arms at the helicopters to get their attention. The big secret is that all aircraft, private planes, helicopters, commercial aircraft, jets, U.S. military, Coast Guard, police aircraft, all monitor 121.5 megahertz, which is called GARD, G-U-A-R-D. It's called Guard. If you're in the woods or on a raft in the middle of the ocean, or in the mountains and you hear an airplane, you can get on this radio and talk to them instantly and tell them where you are. A small private pilot going from one airport to another might not be on guard. Some only have one radio with them, and they need that to talk to the tower as they fly along. But any airplane that flies any distance will be monitoring guard, especially all of the commercial aviation pilots. If there was... A small search and rescue plane looking for you, they'd be monitoring guard too. If you're in a marine environment and the Coast Guard is who you are going to call, you can get away with just a marine band radio. You don't need an air band radio, okay? Like in Hurricane Katrina. Marine radios cost around 100 bucks and airband radios cost around 200 up. Most all boats and search and rescue in an ocean environment or the Great Lakes monitor Marine Emergency Channel 16. I suggest you also carry a very good GPS with you so when you get a hold of someone you can tell them exactly where you are. Think of this. If you're in Alaska hiking deep in the woods or in the mountains alone, and you fall and break your ankle or your leg. You're stuck there. You cannot move or walk. You pull out your airband radio on 121.5 guard, and you see a jet liner flying seven miles high, 35,000 feet. You key your radio and say, "Mayday, Mayday, Mayday." Jetliner flying east over Alaska. This is your name, and I have an emergency over. It might take a few calls, but they will eventually figure out that it's them you are talking to and they will respond. Now is a great time to have your GPS and say, I've fallen, I've broken my leg, I can't move. I'm near Kavik, Alaska at 69 degrees, 40.5 minutes north, 146 degrees, 54.1 minutes west, over. They might not have the ability to make a phone call on the jetliner. But they can reach aircraft an aircraft control tower, the airport, anyone that that they're in their control zone for, and they can relay your information. This would be a good time to have this phone number, 202-372-2100, printed and laminated on the back of your radio. You might even write it in silver Sharpie on the radio itself. This phone number is for the U.S. Coast Guard National Command Center, which is staffed 24-7, 365, and is ready to assist in your emergency. This is their hotline. They can get a hold of any other Coast Guard Regional Coordination Center. They can get a hold of the Alaska State Police or the military or any other local asset to send assistance. They can get a hold of everyone. This is the one phone number to call, and there is another way to remember this phone number. Uh, I told you 202-372-2100. You can get to the same hotline by calling 1-800-DAD-SAFE. That's 1-800-D-A-D-S-A-F-E. Now, the reason I want you to give this phone number to the pilot is so they can give it to the control tower. No matter where you go, you find people who are complacent, lazy, and don't do due diligence. The local airport, they can get a hold. They might not be able to get a hold of the Coast Guard. They might not have the numbers for to call directly. You are not going to trust your life to someone hundreds of miles away who does not have the right phone numbers. So call Mayday. Give the pilots your situation. Give them your GPS location and then give them the phone number that needs to be called and make sure the pilot tell the Coast Guard that you have an airband radio and you're on 121.5 guard. This is one stop life saving. The thing you don't realize is that a Coast Guard C-130 or any other airplane at 30,000 feet can talk to you for hundreds and hundreds of miles away and get an update on your situation and they can also tell you that help is on the way. You just went from having a broken leg in Alaska and being bear bait to being in direct communications with the U.S. Coast Guard. This does not have to be for a Marine or Alaska environment. If you can't dial 911, you get your location to the Coast Guard. They can then get a hold of anyone else that will be local to you. The people at this Coast Guard phone number are intelligent. They are capable. They are highly trained professionals. They will take your call or your message heart attack serious, and they will move heaven and earth to get you rescued by some method. God bless the Coast Guard for having this service. Note, if you can't or see or hear an airplane, just call Mayday, Mayday, Mayday every 15 minutes. Like I said, planes... Five hundred miles away can hear you calling, mayday mayday
0: Yeah, and I think that heart attack serious is how they'll take it, and how you need to treat this information that Steve just gave you. This is not because you 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 didn't get your McNuggets at McDonald's or something like that. This is because you're actually in trouble. But what I've just heard is one of the most important pieces of emergency preparedness information I ever have. I'm not sure why it's not more widely known, so thanks to bringing it for us. And it makes me think of all the people running around with a kit with a signal mirror in it. Now, I'm not saying a signal mirror is useless, uh, because there are useful things you can do with a signal mirror. But you know what you're not going to do with a signal mirror? You're not going to bounce the light off a pilot's face seven and a half miles up in a, uh, you know, a 747, uh, on his way to New York City. Uh, he's not going to notice you. He's not going to care about you. But this will get his attention. And I think that, um, You know, that type of information is absolutely life-saving information, and it does amaze me that it's not more widely known.
1: Yeah, I've never, ever heard about this before when I was doing my research on radios, not for this show, but, you know, other stuff. Uh, I actually came up with this about probably five, six years ago and bought some surplus uh, airband radios, some older ones that pilots had, and they were like, eight years old i got them for like 70 bucks on ebay i have a brand new uh airband radio on radios1234.com right now it costs uh about uh 200 bucks and it get this it comes with a regular battery pack comes with an alkaline battery pack as well if you read one radios1234.com i stress always having an alkaline radio battery pack um my airband radio i have the lithium battery in it is completely dead i've had it for 7 8 years it's completely dead but the double a battery pack i have it with alkaline batteries in it works and i can just pop that thing in and it'll give me a heck of a lot of long listen and talk time so that radio i was talking about it comes with the alkaline pack the regular battery It comes with a DC charge cable, the DC power cable as well as the AC cable. All for 200 bucks and it's got everything in it that you could want for if you're going out someplace or you want to use this source of, uh, this method of of communications and calling for help. Like I said, if you're in Louisiana, a simple $100 marine radio, that'll work just great for you. I got marine radios on the website. I also have alkaline battery packs for the marine radios on the website. I tell you all about them, which one's good and which one's bad. But, uh, well, before I go, I want to give out some more information. Uh, all of the shows I have done with Jack, all of my 1234 websites, and everything else I have, and all of my free preparedness stuff that I have for you, is now all listed at the a new 1234 website. And that is Steven1234.com. That's S T E V E N com. I still have solar123, battery123, first aid123, but all the 1234s are now listed at steven1234.com. This show will be at radios1234.com. That's R A D I O S.com and I have another new 1234 website for general preparedness and that's prep dot com. P R E dot com. It's got great general preparedness stuff on it. Uh, It has nothing to do with energy. It's got some surprisingly simple things on it for light though, that you'll like. Uh, it's again, mostly all stuff that I own or have owned for a long time used and tested. And the site will continue to expand and grow as I do more. So it'll stop on by. Well,
0: cool, man. I think we've kind of worn out this subject.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to be thorough. I, I I didn't want to come on and just leave people with questions in their minds. I wanted them to I wanted them to be enabled. I want them to go like, okay, I know what I can do with the privacy codes now on the GMRS radios. And I know which one is a good one, and uh, even if they don't get the Motorola one that is on the radio site, they can look at it and go, gee, that's a lot of features, and they might find one at their sports store on clearance. They go, yeah, that's got a lot of the features that Steve's Motorola had on it, and they'll be able to buy it. Well, and I
0: like the priority system that you set up, too. I mean, um, the the little radios are important. That's something I've always had. Every bag we have, each vehicle has one in it. Well, your vehicle has a radio. Yeah, but I'm going to have to leave my vehicle. A simple AM FM radio is where you started, And I think for people that are kind of near in the headlights right now, step
1: one, get that done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go on radios1234.com and just start reading my comments. I read the priorities, read my comments. It's a class in itself. Uh, There's stuff on radios1234 that I didn't even mention uh, in this uh, show. I had to throw in the thing about the lithium battery packs because I really wanted to emphasize that. But I originally wasn't going to mention it, and there's a lot more things up there. I talk more about the 20 watt FM transmitter. I talk uh, about uh, needing a GPS, and everything I just read to you about how to rescue the co- get rescued by the Coast Guard is all at the very top of that page in text, so you can go read what I just told you uh, on the top of that site. So I, I try to make it all, all I try to make it all ensuing, and a one-stop resource for that subject.
0: Well, man, I appreciate all the effort you put into these shows, Steve, and uh, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thanks, Jack. I'll talk to you later. And uh, don't forget, I, I'll i be calling in some more Q&A questions for Friday, so I'll talk to you guys later. All right, folks, and with that, this
0: has been Jack with today, along with Stephen Harris, helping you figure out how to live that better life if times get tough, or even if they don't.